the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. B-Pod Studios. What a video. Here we go. Holy crap. Hang on, we're going live on Facebook. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Now, the Wicked Fast Podcast with Lungboy and Timmy G. I feel the need, the need for speed. Um, hello, this is the Wicked Fast Podcast. You gotta get speed, demon speed. Speed's what we need. We need greasy, fast speed. Ludicrous speed. Now. podcast stuff here because we have a lot of stuff to cover you can of course find us on the uh, wicked fast podcast facebook page we're streaming this live right now and uh on twitter we're at wicked fast pdcst or uh, at wicked fast podcast on insta find us at any of that stuff you can go to bpodstudios.com find a lot of great uh, podcasts there as well and uh com slash wicked fast but we got a lot to recap because uh, i was off last week kind of wrapped up our summer Now we're just waiting for school in some fashion to start. And, uh, and so we have to cover. Very quickly. And then, who knows, we're just going to be home anyway. <laughs> um, so we got to recap doubleheader at Dover from last weekend. And then the big uh, race at the Daytona Road Course. Because mm -hmm. we, haven't, we haven't talked since then. And we will have our special second part. Stay tuned later this afternoon because uh, we're going to talk to a guy who rode on the road course uh, Got a little call, you know, the night before and said, hey, Kaz Grala, can you come drive our race car? Our buddy Kaz, local guy who drove yes. the number three to the seven spot on the road course at Daytona. Yep, unbelievable. It was pretty cool. So we're going to see how. I'm sure there's uh, a really cool story behind it and all that, so I'm looking forward to chatting with him. I know. So hopefully uh, stay tuned. I'll try to, we'll try to stream it live on our uh, Facebook when we talk to Kaz, and then we'll post it all together for our big recap podcast because i mean kaz he actually you know looking it up he drove the 24-hour rolex race at daytona yeah so he had experience so he had some experience course, on like that Kyle course. yeah and he did great he was leading for a while it was exciting so yeah do you want to start right there let's start with uh, our well, recap i mean did you watch it did i did you enjoy it did i did you enjoy the race it was did fun you? i can't believe how like i think the the for me the thing that really stuck out is how much more professional the cup guys are versus the Xfinity guys, because I was expecting, I don't know more if you wrecks. watched the last race of the Xfinity. <laughs> yeah. They all missed the turn. Yeah. They all missed that first turn. So it was just like, Oh my God, like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, and it was crazy, but I didn't, they're minus Joey Logano at the end of the race being a little bit of a, an a-hole towards Bowman and, 
and Bubba for being too aggressive. Yeah. Um, fighting over points that didn't even matter for him. Yeah. It was, um, I thought everyone was super clean and fine. And if it's unbelievable that they've never been on that course before, but well, I it know was like a great race. It, it, it said that kind of the drivers up front, Harvick was leading them to the green and he kind of got together with the guys on the front row and said, Hey, let's kind of take it easy on the first lap. Let's mm-hmm. figure our way around and then we'll go. Yep. And it seems like they did, you know, they, they, Took it easy that first lap around, and then they kind of got the feel for it. I was expecting more, and it's like even when they miss something, they do their little stop and start penalty when they miss like the bus stop or something. But it was fun. Yeah, because I think Brad Keselowski did that pretty early in the race that he had to miss that bus stop and had to sit there. I think it's for five seconds. You just have to come it's... to a complete stop. Oh, okay. You just have Which to come is to probably a... about five seconds. It, by yeah, the time it you feels like forever. Stop. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, so but it was good to see Chase win, and it's good to know that Chase can should just join Formula One since he can only do well at win road on courses. road courses. Yeah, uh, it's his third straight road course win, which is I think stupid impressive. But then again, I am probably a little bit biased. No, but, not at all. <laughs> but it helped him move in the fourth place in the playoff standings with that extra win and all the stages that he's won with playoff points and and all that stuff. But. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy that Kyle Busch had another crappy race. And I don't know. I feel like not a lot went on, like, during it. Like, I'm glad that they did it. Yeah. I think it's very cool. I don't think it should be. Like, it's it's weird because if Dover had a road course, I would say, let's do one Dover road course and one normal <laughs> Dover. You just love like, the road you course. Can't, you wanted to run the the NHMS road course, don't you? Yeah. Well, then we'd be screwed with our seats. <laughs> Only if we can keep our campers right in the same actually, spot. Because <laughs> actually, this picture that's behind me right now, yeah. if you are joining us live on Facebook, is actually from the flag stand of the motorcycle track that I took when I went up in August. Oh, yeah. Very so, cool. So, but know, basically where my left sh- left shoulder is, that's where RRV usually is, so we would be screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we would be screwed. But I don't know. Like, I want to restrictor plate races at Daytona. I don't want to lose one of them. But then do you do three races at Daytona every year? It's if it takes away a Las Vegas race, why not? Right? It's a great but track. I, mean, I, I I you know, I wouldn't but mind. I mean, like I feel like all the drivers go down there. I feel like a lot of them maybe even have houses down there because of speed weeks and how yeah. long that they actually have to go. And it's actually crazy. You could actually go to the race this weekend down at Daytona flight hotel and all that for like under 350 bucks could they pull off <laughs> a double header weekend? a double header weekend road course <laughs> but you have to use the same car and the same setup <laughs> you know, no restrictor plates yeah, let's have it i don't know part of me wanted it to rain a little bit i kind of wanted to see the road you know yeah because martin Truex jr said i've never raced on you know the uh, the road tires, tire, the, the, yeah, like the, the road tires the, before, or used the windshield wipers. So they I had rain tires available. Yeah, I just wanted to see these professional race car drivers literally poop themselves in the rain. You I know, was like, hoping th- for that. That would have been too. awesome because that would have been awesome. That's the one thing my wife is always. She's like, oh, a rain delay. Why can't they drive in the rain? I'm like, they, they can't drive in the rain. And I, th- this race, I'm like, honey, they have rain tires. They can drive in the rain for this, <laughs> this one. They had the a one. windshield wiper. This is the one. <laughs> but we didn't see it. But yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, you know, Kaz, doom, you know, the fact that Kaz start, had to go to the back of the field because of a driver change. Yep. And then was leading some of the race, ended up finishing seventh. 
absolutely incredible for the, you know, and you could say, oh, well, you know, he did that road course before. Sure. But that was his first time in a cup car. That wasn't like, you know, Boris said coming in, no. even though Chase Elliott mentioned Boris said in his um, post race. My, my favorite. And by the way, NBC, what are you doing? You just cut it off. You just absolutely cut off the post race. Did you did you see that? Yeah, because it ran late. And yeah, so then I know. They and just then it like, was just like they're like, okay, and then it was over. You won. Like, see ya. What? And everybody, even on like social, like the journalists and everything, like, uh, is somebody getting a video of this? <laughs> it's yeah, like, like the first time that they've run this. Come yeah, on, can we get like, something? And, and they and, did. They and did post the it. fact that you know you could quote unquote the golden boy of the sport won the race. Yeah. And so many people are probably more tuned into post race because Chase won, and yeah. then they were just like, "We gotta go," because you gotta see what time it's gonna rain tomorrow for your local news. Like, <laughs> un- unbelievable! But I thought it was a good race. I just don't know if it should be added to the schedule. Yeah, because nice. the I think the Roval's great. Um, I think Watkins Glen and Sonoma's great, but you just can't take away t- two restrictor plate races from Daytona. No, you can't. No, that's what we like, want to see. The Fourth of July race weekend, like you can't take that away. That's coming up next uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's the one. But you can't <laughs> you can't take that away. No, that's like a that's, that's a too classic. much of a classic, a staple yeah. of the. But I mean, if you, you want know. to take away a crappy race to do it, I'm in. I'm in. Let's Love make it happen. Las Vegas in there, um, <laughs> and you know what? When we talk to Kaz, I got to try to remember uh, that was actually his worst finish at Daytona. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was it was funny because one of the cool quotes that he said after the race was, he, even though he won a truck race in 2017, this meant more to him. Yeah, seventh. And he was driving the three. Race. Yeah, and then his, which I think was uh, his dad's number. Yeah, he talked about that. Pretty and cool. I wanted to ask him about all that. Cause, yeah. So yeah. So overall, congrats to Chase. Cool, cool idea by NASCAR, and we'll move on. Why don't we do this? Let's talk. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just three fifty, like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. To Kaz Grala. And uh, let's welcome in our buddy, our local boy, Kaz Grala, who had a little sub job to, you know, a little fill in drive the other day, a couple weeks ago. That was nice. Uh, normally, Kaz is in the number 21 for Richard Childers Racing, and we love him because he's a local guy. He started right down the street from our studios here. He was right at uh, F1 Boston. Kaz Grala, welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me on. So nice to see you. And, uh, I was excited because you're just running some part-time stuff for Richard Childress Racing for Xfinity, right? And uh, we had you had the run at uh, Road America, which was awesome. Would you finish fourth at Road America? Yeah. And do you think that might have uh, put the little thought in your mind, in Richard Childress' mind, that hey, we need a driver for the three car when Austin Dillon wasn't going to be able to make the Daytona road course, and hey, that guy's pretty good. What happened? How did this happen? 
Well, I, I definitely oh, think yeah. that that played a part in it for sure. Um, yeah. it, it was great that I had just gotten to warm up on a road course the weekend before. And, um, and, and as you mentioned, I finished fourth. So that was a, a pretty good finish for us. Um, almost third. I caught the third place guy coming to the finish line and just ran out of time. So that was a really good day for us. I felt like we, we executed and made no mistakes on the, the 21 car that day. And so I'm sure that that definitely helped uh, put me in for consideration for the next weekend when, of course, Austin Dillon unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19. Um, they did need somebody to drive the car, and they thought, well, hey, this kid did good on the road course last weekend. He already drives for us. He, he knows the team. In fact, I actually worked with uh, Justin Alexander last year in, in my part-time schedule in the Xfinity Series, and he's the crew chief on yep. the number three car. So um, it just kind of seemed like a, a good natural fit even though i hadn't done a cup race before um it it did seem to to make some sense and uh and of course i'm i'm glad that that they gave me the opportunity because it uh it was a great day for us it was a lot of fun and certainly uh, a weekend i'll never forget yeah uh are you and austin the same size like how much work did they have to do like inside the car i know just bring your own seat or what yeah did you have to bring your own suit or uh well it's funny you mention that because that actually was quite a big deal. We're not exactly the same size. Um, he's a, a little bit skinnier and a little bit shorter than I am. So um, we had to change the seat insert. Unfortunately, there's no time to change the seat. In fact, um, I pretty much have to work with his interior the way it is, minus a couple minor tweaks that we were able to make. Um, and I only got 45 minutes in the garage area on Sunday morning at the oh racetrack. God. That's what we had to try to get the car to fit me. Um, and so we got the seat to, to fit fairly comfortably. But um, the biggest challenge really was that the pedals were a few inches too close to me. And there was nothing we could do about that. So, well, boy, you barely uh, use I, those I, on a road course, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, so my legs were tucked up a little bit. And, uh, and it definitely made me sore we had a 30 minute lightning break right in the middle of the race and when i got out of the car um i could barely walk back to the hauler oh my god because um, when the, when the adrenaline comes down you start to realize oh that's sore that's uncomfortable that's cramped up um so it it was definitely a challenge for me and i felt it for a few days after but um i think between the the adrenaline and the motivation inside the race car i gotta say i'd I pretty much didn't feel it while I was in there. <laughs> well, I mean, how much time did you have between, like, when you got the call, it was, there was not much time until race time, right? You, I mean, you, I know some of the guys were running, like, simulators on that course, and you've run the 24 hours at Daytona, the Rolex. So did that help you at all, too? I, th- I think it did help me. Uh, of course, these cars are so much different than yeah. than those cars. So. Um, there was still uh, an extensive learning period there for sure for the first half of the race. Um, but as you mentioned, yeah, lot, pretty much everyone in the field had been practicing for weeks for this race because it's not that often that the Cup Series goes somewhere that they haven't gone before. Yeah. So, you know, everybody naturally kind of put a, a little bit more emphasis on that in, in getting to know this track um, on the simulators. Well, I didn't know until Friday afternoon that, I was even going to fly to Daytona as the backup driver. Um, and even then, well, I didn't think I was actually driving. I thought they were right. just bringing me to be safe. And then uh, it was on Saturday morning once I was already in Daytona 
uh, eating breakfast actually right next to the speedway that uh, I got the phone call saying that Austin tested positive and then I'd be driving the next day. And wow. from there it was crazy busy. It was a whirlwind. I mean, there was paperwork to be done. There was uh, studying to be done. You know, they send out pre-race reports to the driver before every race about their their digital dash settings, how the pit road lights work, how we're going to save fuel, what the race plan oh is, God. all this different stuff. Because the cup cars are actually quite a bit different than the Xfinity cars with the, the technology inside the car, um, the adjustments that you have. And then also they are uh, electronic fuel injected. So um, that was something I'd never driven before. So oh, a lot wow. of little <laughs> things with fuel saving and pit stops, they were a little bit different. So I was just kind of soaking in all the information, talking to the engineers and the crew chief and to Austin, trying to learn how I was going to drive this car the next day. Yeah, right. That's so crazy. It's amazing. So, so when you actually, because you had to start in the back of the field, obviously, because of the driver change and stuff. But when you got up to the, the lead, like yeah. what was going through your mind? Like, oh, my God, I'm here. Or like, oh, my God, don't mess this up. Or like, what was going through your mind? Were you just having fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I, when I got to the lead, I didn't even know that it was the lead. Um, I didn't know, I think until at least a lap or so later that I was even leading. And, um, it was only because I didn't see anybody out front. Um, the track had kind of cleared itself in front of me. And so I came out of the last chicane and I kind of looked up at the scoreboard and I thought I saw a single digit number on the top. So I came on the radio. I'm like, are we leading? Like, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, of course, that that was kind of due to pit strategy. We were yeah. a little bit off sequence from some of the others. There were a lot of people that were still on our exact strategy. So it was still legitimate that we were leading of all those people. Um, the previous restart there right after the lightning delay, um, I had – made some, uh, some pretty good headway and, and rapid movement up towards the, uh, the top 10 there on the restart. And I think that's kind of what put me in position to be the first car on our strategy. Um, but then of course, even after our pit stop there, uh, we gave up the lead, but we were still, I think 12th or so. Um, and now since we'd pitted later, we were on newer tires and some of the guys in front. So that was when I was able to drive up, uh, towards and into the top 10. So, I mean, yeah, I, Leading laps was cool. Of course, it, it had a little bit to do with our strategy, but um, to me, it was it was more uh, fruitful to be able to drive up into the top 10 after that because yeah. it's at that point where, you know, all right, well, everyone's made their last pit stop. We're all evened up. This is legitimate track position that, that you're you're really running in the in a cup race. And so that that was pretty pretty wild for me to be able to be racing a, around the guys that I was racing around. Well, I mean, it is – Let's let's be honest though. It's your worst finish at Daytona. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean seventh is great, but you had you know that amazing win in the trucks. So I mean, you've had some success at this track. I mean, is do you feel comfortable there? Do you, is it something about the track that you really like? Is there? Wait, here we go. There, there's the there's the truck win. There's the truck win. You look pretty excited. You know, that was pretty good. You were just a kid. <laughs> You're an old man now. What are you, 22, 21? Not even, 21. Still 21, <laughs> my God, Kaz. I mean, is there something about this track that you love? Well, there is. I just don't know what it is. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, you I know happen I mean? to have so so much good luck there in, in 
uh, success, but um, it's it's definitely a place that, of course, I love going to every time because for some reason it seems to treat me well. But um, th- honestly, there couldn't be any bigger difference between running the oval there and the road <laughs> yeah. course. And for some reason, they were both good to me. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a special place to me and probably the track that I have the most memories at um, of, of anywhere on the schedule. So, um, I always look forward to going there. And speaking of there, they're actually there tonight again yeah. on the Oval. Yep. Um, as you can see, I'm in my apartment. I wish I was there, but I know. Um, <laughs> it'll be fun to watch tonight and tomorrow night. Go, do you, go, go ahead, ahead Brian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I was watching the Xfinity race, you know, the day before. How, and I don't, I'm sure you were watching and you saw one of the final restarts where they all missed that very first corner. How hard was that? to kind of go into that first corner, especially when a majority of the field had no idea what they were doing outside of a computer? Well, it certainly is tough. And, and honestly, I'm glad that I started in the back um, because it gave me some time to warm up and learn learn the track and, for me, learn the car as well before I, I had to be up in the mix and in people's way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the car was supposed to start 10th if Austin was in it. Um, so I think if I had started 10th, I would have been sweating bullets up there trying to get up to speed quickly because yeah. it's hard to really get out of the way if you're not up to speed. Um, so starting in the back kind of allowed me to take a deep breath and just learn the track and, and get into a rhythm, which was good. Um, and of course, I didn't I didn't overdrive any entries because I got to see all those guys up there yeah. enter the corner safely. Um, so that was great, but no, I certainly did not envy those, those guys who started on the front row at the very beginning of the race, because you're right. I mean, the simulator is great. It's cool. It helps you a little bit, but yeah, you get to the the track in real life and you don't know, maybe the numbers weren't perfectly right on the simulator, the grip levels, um, who knows where you're going to have to actually break in real life. So yeah, I'm glad those guys did a good job for the rest of us. Yeah. Well now... (laughs) In the uh, cup car, because this was your first start in a cup car, in the cup, what is the difference? You've you've driven your way up. So, I mean, you've driven all these different things, you know, the trucks and Xfinity and K&N, like, back in the day. What is the difference when you get into that cup car with the, the power, the brake? Like, how do you figure that out? Well, there were really three main differences. I, I touched on already the fuel injection, so... Um, that was a different feel. It's immediate throttle response. There's yeah. no lag. It's just instant. So you don't have to feather um, it a my, little bit. <laughs> yeah, I found myself early in the race. As soon as I would touch the throttle, because my muscle memory is just such that, like, when you barely touch the throttle, I get to it like ten percent. Right. Well, in the cup car, that's like instant ten percent throttle, and it would spin the tires right in the center of the corner. So I had to get to it like. 1%, 2%, and then feed to it yeah. from there. So that was a difference. Um, and just the sheer power difference itself was uh, a difference as well. Um, the Xfinity cars, you can spin the tires quite a bit, but not nearly as much as the cup cars. Yeah, the but you're not going to burn them off. <laughs> the cup cars, if you didn't get the, the rear wheels back under you quickly, they wouldn't get back under you. You, you had to really uh, – make a habit of being careful about spinning your tires and, and wearing those rear tires. And then lastly, the other difference is the cup cars run with that zero ride height rule where they don't have to be high up in the air going through tech. So you get out on the racetrack and the nose is much stiffer and more controlled, whereas the Xfinity noses have some more movement. 
Well, that makes a huge difference on the brakes. Xfinity cars, you get on the brakes and all this weight dumps towards the front and you have to manage a ton of wheel hop in the rear um, and be very careful of that. The cup cars, you get on the brakes and the whole thing just squats. There's no, <laughs> there's no weight movement at all. Wow. So frankly, the brakes were better because of that. Yeah. And it gave my left leg a serious workout. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, man. Uh, do you feel like... Did some of the drivers give you a hard time, like when you were driving next to them, like, oh, this is just a fill-in, or do you feel like everyone... Substitute teacher? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was everyone well-respected towards you, do you feel like? Everybody was, for the most part. There was only one or two that gave me a hard time, and frankly, um, those weren't even the cup veterans. Those were the guys that I've dealt with giving me a hard time in Xfinity and trucks before. <laughs> like so, Christopher Bell, uh, like, who else? <laughs> uh, John Hunter. John Hunter always gives me a headache yeah. whenever I'm around him, but I don't think it's personal. I think that's just everyone with him. But, uh, but no, I actually, I was pretty pleased that the, the veterans seemed to, to race me well. I don't know if it's because they felt bad that I was thrown into a situation so last second, or maybe they forgot that it wasn't Austin in the car because it still had his name all over the, the car. There was yeah. nothing to indicate that it was someone different. So who knows? But, um, but no, they, they all, uh, raced me well and I, I thought it was nice and clean and, um, it, they raced me hard, but, uh, but not dirty. So uh, I was that's happy great. with that. Yeah, that's great. Well, before we let you go, we got a couple more things. Cause I know just getting into the number three, I mean, that's kind of a legendary cup number. Now, I've, here I've even got, wait, there it is. Not your first time in the number three. So it, it did it feel good to get back into a number three? How was that one special for you? It did. That was really, really special. And um, I, I kind of had figured that I'd spent my, my last races ever in the number three years ago. I didn't think I'd ever be in one again. Um, but... Of course, growing up, when I was younger, 10, 12 years old, I always hoped and wished that I'd get to drive the three-car and cup, as I'm sure uh, many little kids did. I bet I wasn't alone in that. Um, that was before they brought the three back, and then they brought it back with Austin, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But at the same time, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll never get to drive it. He's yeah. got it. Um, so it was definitely – a crazy coincidence that 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 ended up being the the car that i got to make my my cup series debut in and um un, under unfortunate circumstances you certainly don't wish that that's how you make your cup debut right um but uh, it it was something that that ended up being presented and um had to make the most of the situation and i, and I feel like we were able to do that so yeah, hopefully that will lead to um me being in a in a race car more often going forward Absolutely. Nice. Nice. When are we going to see you in the 21 again? You'll see me, I think it's two weeks now, um, the Richmond doubleheaders. It's a Friday okay. night and a Saturday day race. Excellent. Um, that'll be my first time doing a, a back-to-back doubleheader, so that should be fun. Nice. Um, and then and then I'll finish up at the Roval. That'll be my, my oh, season awesome. finale there. So I'm really excited about it. That's, That's You know, for a part-time season, that sounds like uh, – Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Um, before we let you go, could you do us a favor? Because every time we uh, we have a guest on, we ask them the uh, the Wicked Fast Five questions. Just five, bang, 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 five questions, and oh, then gosh. we'll... Oh, yeah. <laughs> five questions, and then we'll, we'll let you go. I can get go. my phone to stop know, right? Yes. Gravity, man. It's... All right, First. so here we go. The Wicked Fast Five <laughs> with Kaz Grala. All right. What's your favorite track? 
Daytona now. It is now, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you currently binge watching? Currently binge watching. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm embarrassed to admit I'm in between seasons. I just finished Hannibal like a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And that was really good. So I need a new one if you got suggestions. Ozark. <laughs> oh yeah. Ozark. Oh, I've watched all so of that good. and that's okay. good. I'm all right, with- good. All right, all good. Right. Uh what is your dream car? My dream car. Um well I guess I drive my dream car, which is uh I'm lucky to say that. I drive the fiftieth anniversary Chevy Camaro. So uh nice. it's kind of familiar for me for what I drive on the racetrack too. Nice. <laughs> uh do you have a favorite swear word when everything's going wrong? I know you're a clean cut guy. Uh, well honestly I I, yeah, I'm a little more clean cut than I probably should be. Um, I've, I've never sworn. In we'll a tell you a few good life, ones then. So I, I can't say I've got one uh, professionally. You all know, right. Privately is a different story. Okay, all right, but. good. And then finally, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? I, everyone asks that question, I, I feel like. We, we want to know. That's a, that's a tough answer. Um you usually what is that? I think everybody always everybody always seems to say Kyle Bush and honestly they're so right about that. <laughs> I like yeah, it's it. it's usually Joey Logano or Kyle Bush. Those yeah. are usually the two answers. Yeah, they're they're leading yeah. in our uh, our well, fast five. Sometimes it's it's each other for for the two of them. So. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Well, Kaz. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for chatting with us. We love to see the local guy doing well. Keep it up and, uh, you know, make the best of those opportunities. We look forward to uh, seeing you back in the cup soon, all right? Thank you, guys. Hopefully talk to you again soon. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Kaz. Thanks, Kaz. All right. Well, that was great. Love talking to Kaz. Can't wait to see him uh, back in a car. He should be in an Xfinity car full-time. Let that be known. Right. Or, Or let's just say it right now. Put him in the 48. Hey, this uh, it's silly season. It's silly. He, he Put showed Kaz something. Grala in the forty-eight. Let's, let's do it. Let's let's do it right do now. It. I know Mr. Hendrick watches every week. We appreciate that. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The reasons to treat yourself to a frozen drink from Mickey D's go on and on and on. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. Your new flavor craze is here. From sweet and fruity frozen Fanta Wild Cherry to the classic cool of a frozen Coca-Cola to the tasty and tart frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry. Get any size for $1.59. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Anyway, so then we can move on to the doubleheader at Dover. Ugh, fantasy-wise. Ugh, ugh, ugh. You didn't, but you didn't enjoy that. No, what a surprise! Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick won the races. Yawn. It's crazy. <laughs> Give me someone else for the time being, and hopefully, and it could be Martin Truex Jr. very, very soon because Martin Truex Jr. is on quite the hot little streak. Yeah, and it's pretty impressive. The fact that Martin Truex Jr. has finished in the top three in the last seven races, and at one point, it was actually five races in a row. And I was reading online that yeah, because he, actually- he he finishes uh, really well um, when I have him in the garage because his first two segments he stinks, Sucks. so I yeah. stick him in the garage and then he comes in like third. He did that to me like four weeks in a row. Yeah, there was actually someone did the math and actually presented it to the world of Vegas and said that there was a one in one million chance that he finished third for the sixth straight race. 
Whoa. And people threw a lot of money on it. And he finished second. <laughs> couldn't have been third or better, huh? No, nope. Couldn't have been third Ooh, or better. Boy. Uh, but yeah, so Denny Hamlin won the first race. He dominated you one every single stage. And at the time, yeah. he tied Kevin Harvick for the most wins in the season. And he actually passed Martin Truex Jr. with about eight laps to go. And Martin Truex Jr. after the race complained about how Eric Amarola was running the same line as him and he wouldn't run a different line. Excuses, excuses, yeah. excuses, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But it was very impressive that Joe Gibbs, it almost kind of reminded us of last year, finished one, two, three. Yeah. Because Kyle Busch finished third. Which is a miracle for him. Yes. Uh, this season, it is a blessing. It is. And, you know. you know, on my fantasy team, I said, you know what? Kyle Busch hasn't been doing so great. So I'll see how he does in the first race, and then maybe I'll race him in the third, in the second race. <laughs> Well, it's so crazy looking at this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I am going to finish the regular season with four Kyle Busch starts left. Wow. That's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, because it almost is annoying me because I dropped from like first to fifth in the last like four races. Yeah, I don't have and, any Kyle Busch starts left. Yeah, and but you're ahead of me, so maybe, maybe I should have. I felt like I, not racing Kyle Busch this year was a good thing, and clearly it's not the case, but... I think the thing that everyone's really paying attention to heading into Daytona after the first and the second race, because Kyle Busch had a tough break in that uh, second Dover race. It ruined Chase Elliott's day as well. Yep. He slammed on the brakes. Both Chase of them on my fantasy team. <laughs> yep. Amen to that. I did too. But, it, you know, Kevin Harvick gets a 700th win for Ford, which yeah. is absolutely insane. And then we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but now Kevin Harvick has tied Kyle Busch for cup wins. And I just think that is banana land wow not nascar wins yep but total wins but i don't know just crazy that chase finished so poorly kyle didn't have that great of a race denny once again had a chance and at a top two finish but he had a loose wheel and but william byron jimmy johnson yeah maddie d that's the story going into the weekend. That's the story that people are going to shove down your throats for the next, you know, 48 to 72 hours because that's what's going to keep cup. it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cause so the battle between Jimmy Johnson and William Byron started on Saturday at the first over race. William Byron had a 25 point lead going into race one, had a terrible finish. Jimmy Johnson had a top 10 finish yep. and going into the second Dover race actually had a three point lead. So you're like, all right, He's good. Just hang so on the, to it. Yeah, just absolutely just hang on to it. But then William Byron got so many stage points and three Hendrick cars finished in the top 10, all of them but Chase. And now, because even though Jimmy Johnson finished third and William Byron finished fourth, Byron got 13 stage points, Jimmy got five stage points, and now he has a five-point lead over Jimmy Johnson going into the nice last job, race William season. Byron. That's pretty good. And what's crazy is Daytona is such a wild card. You don't know, like, you could win two stages, but then be caught up in the big one. Right. And then those two stages won't matter. So yeah. it's really, can you survive that race? So it's like kind of what a lot of drivers usually do when they go in the back of the field. To hang back. To hang back. But do you do that? Because like, you need every point matters. So those guys on that bubble need to push it for the stage points. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, Clint Boyer is basically in. If if a driver outside the top 16 right now wins, Boyer is basically a lock. But 
he only has a 57 point lead of Jimmy Johnson, 53 ahead of William Byron and 48 of Matty D. If yeah. you finish last and then the people behind you get two stage wins and finish second, mm. it'd be really tough not to make it, but there's a chance. Can these guys, cause you know, the way they race at Daytona, you can, you can kind of move up if you get in the right line, if you have a good car. So if you get the feel for your car, if you're Clint Boyer and you get a feel for your car and you're like, okay, I think we could move up, and then you hang back and at the at you know ten laps to go at the end of each stage, you kind of make a run, yeah, and try to get a few points and then hang back for the you know I mean yeah it's can it's that very work? Interesting. I honestly think if Clint Boyer could get like five points in one stage, I think he'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, to be honest with you, and looking at the starting lineup because they just released the starting lineup uh, late late last night. Boyer starting 14th. Matty D is starting 15th. Jimmy Johnson is starting 4th. And William Byron is starting (laughs) 6th. Oh, boy. So it will be interesting to see if, like, because, you know, usually Hendrick and Chevy, those cars kind of team up together. But, like, now do you? Yeah. Because then the other storyline is, how bad does Chad Knauss want to make this playoff and not Jimmy Johnson? Pretty bad. Or the other way around. Pretty. Does Jimmy Johnson want to make it to prove it to Chad Knauss? Like, you shouldn't have left. We could have won eight. It's a good storyline. <laughs> it is a great storyline. Um, but minus that, like, standings-wise and fantasy-wise, like, you know, we can get into fantasy in a second. But Kevin Harvick won the regular season championship. That was locked after, I believe, the first Dover race. Yeah. Either way, it was locked uh, up yeah. at the end of the weekend. Uh, so it will be Harvick, Hamlin, Brad K, Chase, and Joey Logano. The Chase, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney... Martin Truex Jr., that could change a bit based on if either of those drivers win, based on playoff points and all that. But for the most part, you know, Hamlin, Brad K., Chase, Logano, MTJ, Blaney, Bowman, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer, those will be spots 2-10. to 10. Um, Al, uh, Eric Amarola and the Bush brothers, they're 72 points or more above the cut line. They're going to be perfectly fine. Uh, they have nothing to worry about. But it will really be Matty D, because Matty D did not perform at did not perform well at all no. at Dover all weekend. I was surprised. And he had a pretty comfortable lead going forward. And now he's only nine points ahead of Jimmy Johnson, five points ahead of William Byron. So there could be a chance that both Hendrick cars make it and Matty D doesn't. Yeah. Which would so, be a shame. Yes. He's had a yeah. really good season. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pull up the fantasy? Do you have right, it ready to go? See. I've got some ready to go. Because unfortunately, there's a human being who's currently in the lead now. Oh, it's on the it's on the Dover race. We're up. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Let's just go to the league standings here. Yes, it's interesting how someone so, has caught up so quickly over the last couple weeks. If you go from the Daytona race, okay. Woof, boy. Look at us down here. After the road course. I really thought my road course lineup was good. We had the first. What? You crushed it. What happened here? (laughs) Who, who, after that one Dover race, catapulted. That one Dover race, you gained like 46 points on me. Catapulted into the first place spot of our fantasy. I couldn't brag to my family because they told me they don't care. Uh, and then uh, it, the second over race, up, I'm back down here to seventh. Austin Winland's winning it. Um, it. Way to go. So overall now. Love it. Boom. Jumped up to third overall. Like you passed me, but like four weeks ago, you were in like seventh. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's crazy what a couple weeks can do. So obviously this isn't the last week of fantasy, but you know, it's the, yeah. we still have all the playoffs and stuff, but we just don't want that individual at the top to win again in the regular season. Yeah. That, yeah. No, we don't need that. Nobody yeah. need. Nobody wants that. No. Even the people in his house don't want that. Yeah. Um, agree more. But that's why it's fun with the final race of the season being Daytona. I mean, if you get that, you know, Justin Haley. Yeah. <laughs> well, won it last you know, year. You know who's m- going to be in my garage? Michael McDowell, baby. You've been right. You know what? He's got some stats there, doesn't he? He's got some stats there. For some odd reason, he always, you know, I can't wait to text you with 27 laps to go. McDowell! And say Michael McDowell's on third, and then he sets up the big one and crashes, and then my fantasy, and I drop all the way back to seventh or something. Yeah, well, you Because know. it is pretty crazy that, like, you know, you you could, I, I'm pretty sure Dewey Drivers, or Dewey Riders Driving School, the last race, I don't even think he got over 100 points, and I don't want to bash a uh, a really good guy but like 138 but when you think about it yeah and you see that you know champ strikes back got almost 80 points more than him that's crazy so overall in the standings like someone who's like 90 points back yeah technically has a really good chance because of the way daytona works right (laughs) you know (laughs) so it'll be very interesting but I will. I already set my lineup the other day, and I'm just going to get my gotta, lineup. I got to do that. I haven't really done it yet. So in my garage, I obviously have the goat, Michael McDowell. <laughs> I almost put almost put Brandon Gone in there. Oh, that would be good. But I got Brad K, Logano, Denny, Ryan Blaney, Chase, and uh, yeah, Michael McDowell. Yeah, that's that's my squad. I um, it's basically the Penske boys, your Daytona 500 winner, my favorite driver, and then hopefully an underdog. Yeah, I, there's so many drivers now that uh, I've used up. You know how much I <laughs> don't trust Chase when it comes to fantasy. Guess how many races left I have with Chase? Five. Yep. So this would be <laughs> so this would be four. So that means after like 25 races, I only use Chase a f- one fifth of the time. I am out with Kyle, Brad, Denny, and Harvick. You're out with Kyle, Brad, Denny, and Harvick? Yep. All right, we'll put Blaney okay. and Logano in. At oh, least. yeah. I know. Yeah. Those are, those are like locks, I feel like, for the super speedways. So we'll see. So, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, so, But before we do go into Daytona, just a couple little things that popped up yeah. um, since you were gone. Uh, the since first you've is, been gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs> kind of want that as my ringtone. Um, did you see what Hendrick is doing for Jimmy Johnson at Darlington? The Jimmy Johnson throwbacks on all the uh, Hendrick yes. cars? They mm-hmm. look awesome. Okay. I love it. And now what did you think about what Jimmy Johnson did for his? Half Richard Petty, half Dale Sr. I think it looks badass. I think it's awesome. I think the it's light blue. Yep. Even though I don't like like like, like blue because I'm a Duke guy, that's North Carolina colors. But the light blue, Tucky blue, and the and the black, yeah, I love it. I thought it I thought it looks great. So props to them. Actually, let's um, see if I can find couple, a. I'm gonna, and then uh, just one more thing. shot of it here. Oh, I'm looking for it, but I don't see it. Hold on. Oh, there I, it is. There it is. Oh, I got I got both of them. If you 
So hang on, hold on. I, hang on. I got. Do it. you want me to share my screen? Because I got what? I got the three hundred. There we go. How's that? There it yes. is. So that is just the the That's black pretty cool. with the white lettering, and then it's just awesome. Yep. Seven times, seven times, seven. And time. then I think it's brilliant. All right, and you get the other ones. Yeah. Uh, host disabled participant screen sharing. It's okay. Yeah, I don't trust you. Yeah, it's all right. But basically, <laughs> Chase's car is like the original old school Lowe's theme. Right. The 80, uh, Alex Bowman has more of the most recent Jimmy Johnson uh, one. And then yeah. I forget, William Byron, I think, has like when he first started, something like that. But a pretty cool throwback either way uh, yeah, uh, for, for Hendrick doing that for Jimmy Johnson. It's pretty cool. Looks uh, just uh, three quick other little things. Yeah. Hot and heavy rumor going around that Michael Jordan is starting to hopefully be an investor and part owner of Richard Petty Motorsports. Really? So that'd be interesting to see if, A, if that makes Bubba stick around. Yeah, right. B, how that affects the relationship with Denny Hamlin, because Denny Hamlin is a Jordan brand guy as we can see on his jumpsuit every yep. day. Yep. And Denny Hamlin's also contract is up this year with Joe Gibbs. Mm. So could, if Bubba leaves, could Brad, uh, I mean, could Denny go over there? I don't know. It'll be interesting. interesting. And then um, a former NFL, uh, XFL team executive, Eric Moses, uh, he has a new job. He is the first African-American man to hold the president of Nashville Speedway. First time ever. Any African-American man has held that title, so congratulations to, cool. to Eric. And then in some sad news, one of our favorite guests that we've had on the show right when the pandemic started was Corey LaJoy. Yeah. He is – him and Go Fast Racing have decided to go their separate ways, mm. which is a bummer. But remember the story that he told us about writing that letter to Mr. Hendrick? Yeah. You know, some of these drivers who are talented, they just need a good opportunity. Yep. So – as much as we want Kaz in the 48, Corey LaJoy, <laughs> would, uh, Corey LaJoy would be perfectly fine with the 48, too. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be good for so, him. But that's really all for the news and notes aspect. But, uh, but yeah, Saturday, we got the Coke Zero 400. Right, Saturday seven, night. Yep, at 7 o'clock on NBC. Yep. Uh, I think the race actually starts at 7.30, but the coverage will start at 7 o'clock. Uh, stage 1 and 2 will be 50 laps each, and then the final uh, stage will be 60 laps. Okay. Uh, so what Brian was mentioning earlier about Justin Haley, the last five race winners at Daytona, right? Absolutely bananas. I looked this Austin up. Austin Dillon, like, what? Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Justin Haley, and Denny Hamlin twice. Wow. But technically, this is the July race. Yes. Eric Jones and Justin Haley won the last two July races, if you will. Ah. So uh, some of the stage winners uh, over the last five races, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won two. Ryan Blaney has won two. And then Chase, Denny, Austin, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and Kurt Busch. Those are people who have also won stages. Mm-hmm. And what was very interesting when I was looking up stats, most top five finishes in the last five races, Denny Hamlin with three. Makes sense. He's won twice. Yep. And Chris Busher has three top five finishes in the last five races. Huh. Chris Busher is teammates with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. now, I believe, correct? No. Wait. Yeah. Oh, no. Busher took over. They did the flip. Yeah. They they, did the flip. Right. So now Chris Busher is teammates with Ryan Newman. That's right. Okay. And speaking of Ryan Newman. Yeah. 
first time back at these speeds. Like you could say his first time back was at the road course, but yeah, that wasn't for reals. So, you know, so it'll, I will keep my eye on on that six car because I think it's got to be a little nerve wracking, doesn't it? Like I know they're race, they're professionals, they love to do it, but like it's got to be a little nerve wracking, no? Don't, Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think especially Newman, he's just such a you know. He's just going to jump in and do his thing. Yeah, no, that you're you're right. You're right. Um, all right, so most top ten finishes. Yeah, Ryan Newman. He has four out of the last five races. He has finished in the top ten. Denny Hamlin, Ty Dillon, and Chris Busher have three. Michael McDowell, Joey, Corey, Eric, Matty D, Austin Dillon, uh, Ryan Blaney, and Jimmy Johnson. They have two each. Mm-hmm. So that's good for Matty D and Jimmy Johnson. Notice that I haven't said William Byron at all. No. William Byron's not the best on uh, on these. I mean, he probably just has bad luck, to be honest with you. Um, but Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin, they've led the most laps. I definitely think it is. If you have the Penske boys, I think we've noticed over the last two or three years. They've got some speed. And the, yeah, Logano, Brad Kay, and you, know, you could argue Brad Kay is one of the best blockers in the sport. Like, if he's in first, good luck passing him. <laughs> you know, yeah. he... he he can block with the best. Um, but, yeah, that that's basically it. I mean, most fantasy points, Alex Bowman and Ryan Newman have the most fantasy points over the last five races. Wow. And then Denny Hamlin, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and the GOAT, Michael McDowell, are in the top five for most fantasy points in the last five races. But it's in, it's impossible to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> you just <laughs> it never know. Like, I could throw all these stats at you guys, and you guys could be like, oh, that's, you know, Ryan Newman, four top ten finishes? Absolutely, I'll put him in. And he could finish dead last, yeah. like in, you know, like so. But the the storylines that I'm interested in yeah. is how do the teammates of these other drivers, especially help the out? Hendrick boys, because like if Chase is pushing, if Chase is in the lead, and you're William Byron, yeah, and you're in eighth, Jimmy Johnson is in second. Do you go to the high line and help out like a Toyota car go win the thing so you can make the playoffs? And then like if you're a Penske boy, do you help Matty D and push him along? Like, or do you not push, you know, Jimmy Johnson to help Matty D? Even though technically they're not teammates, but they're kind of in bed together. Like, I, I think that's what Bowman and Chase are gonna have to decide if it's the not if it's the twenty four or the forty eight. Yeah. I think that's gonna be like Really tricky. I mean, especially if they're all kind of in that same group and that same area. If they're all exactly. running together, I mean, if you know, if Byron's just because, not having a good run, then okay. But if if they're close and you got teammates, yeah, it, because, it will be like, interesting. Bowman and Chase are in, so like they have nothing to lose. But the I think other you got to. I think you got to help Jimmy William. You have to help. You Jimmy. got plenty of time, buddy. Yeah, you, you can know? get over it. Go. Go win an I race afterwards. And Keep trying. Him. Keep trying. But I think you gotta get Jimmy and you gotta get Jimmy into the playoffs. You have to. I think you I think you have to. It's but gotta, if you're another happen. driver, do you want to, like if you're Clint Boyer or you know, if you're Kurt Bush, do you want Jimmy Johnson in the playoffs? Do you want a dangerous seven time cup champion, you know, in there? Eh. I think I think you do. I think you do because you know it's just going to be, you know, Denny or Kevin that's going to win. Yeah, Harvick. I mean, either way, gonna it's going to win anyway. Be, I mean, really, isn't this – feels like it's Harvick's to lose at Yeah, this but point. we said that last year. I know. Too. 
I know. So we'll see. I don't know. It'll be exciting. Should we pick a winner and call it a day? Michael McDowell. Come on. I've done it every single time we've done it, and I'm hope I'm hopeful. Ryan Blaney, my guy. Yeah. Well. Why not? Do you know who I have actually picking winning the race in fantasy? Because you never do the same. Yeah, yep, Ryan Blaney. <laughs> I have Ryan Blaney winning stage two and winning the race. Yeah, so. it'll be interesting because he's already got a win. Because really, you've got those ten guys who have wins. Yeah, and then like the top the top ten starting lineups: Harvick, MTJ, Logano, Brad K, Amarola, Byron Johnson, Bowman, Blaney, and Denny Hamlin. And those are all very strong super speedway cars, especially yep. in row two: Logano and Brad K. Look out! Yeah, and we'll have the is the choose rule in effect. Choose rule right? is in effect, so, so that'll again, be interesting. So again, like if Jimmy and William Byron are one and two, and they choose different lanes, and you have Bowman and Chase, or just even if it's just Chase, where do you go? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Excellent. All right, Saturday night racing. There, did we do it? We made our picks. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I'm gonna see. I gotta email the folks at NBC see if we can get somebody to help us preview the playoffs next week. So we'll keep our yep. fingers crossed. Yeah, because the first round of the playoffs, I believe, are it's Darlington, Vegas, and Bristol, I think. I think those are the first three races. Okay, I believe you. I could be uh, completely wrong. Schedule around here somewhere, but I don't think it counts anymore. No, uh, so anyway. They absolutely changed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first three races are Darlington, the Cookout Southern 500, oh, Richmond, and then... At Bristol. Okay. So three old school tracks. Set up for Jimmy Johnson. Yep. <laughs> He's got to get him in. All right. Got to get him in. Cool. You can find us uh, at Wicked Fast PDCST on Twitter, the Wicked Fast Podcast Facebook page. We've been streaming this. Uh, at Wicked Fast Podcast, all spelled out on Instagram. Or just go to BPod Studios, bpodstudios.com, wrr.com slash Wicked Fast. And uh, yeah, is that it? That's it. All right. Wash your hands, wear a mask, Black Lives Matter. Talk to everyone later. Yes, all of that. Very good. (laughs) Way to wrap it all in there. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. (laughs) But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer.